Seven, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three. Good luck, studio. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's my pleasure to introduce to you Paul Chandler, the shy Yeti. <laughs> He's not that shy. All I wanted was a pie. And then I hatched out of an egg. Okay, bring the mic over. He's ready to record. It's the quiet ones you've got to watch, you know. Is it metaphorical? Is it, is it deep? Is it deep? Look at a boy. He's not all that shy and bright. Blimey, Governor. It's the Shy Life Podcast. Excellent. It's eight, two, seven, eight, two, seven, eight, five, two, seven, two, seven. Five hundred and twenty-seven. Hello, campers. How are you? Hello, and welcome to yet another episode of the Shy Life Podcast with me, Paul the Shyetti. How are you doing? Oh, not doing too badly, but uh, well, uh, the subject of this episode is well rather uh yeah controversial uh partly because it involves our visit to uh radio fm the other day where i'd been invited to read some of my diary entries um they didn't need me to read any poems because there were plenty of those available which they were able to just take from existing videos and uh, uh, this is Radio Dell FM, the radio station for insomniacs. Yes. So basically my poems and diary entries will be broadcast in the hope that they send their insomniac patients to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here Uncle John was very keen on me to get involved because it because it involved payment and biscuits. Uh, anyway, look, let's run the theme music. When we come back, I'll tell you a little bit more. Run that theme music. Darling, it's the Shy Life Podcast. <laughs> you won't find a cast of characters like this everywhere. Hello, boy. You don't want Paul now. Uh, I'll, I'll go anyway for a potato. Delicious. This particular episode of the Shy Life is is a little more abstract. <laughs> go Shy Yeti. Oh, have you ever found out my secret? I think he has. If you thought that was bad, just listen to this. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. It's the It's the Shy Life Podcast. Sorry, we did be <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I'm strangely drawn to Yeti Uncle John's ankles as well. But has the Shy Life podcast slowed down? I don't think so. It's all gooey and meaty and yum, 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 yum. <laughs> Hello, Paul. It's me, Martin. Hello, Martin. How are you? Oh, I'm all right. I hear you've been out and about. I have been out and about with uh, Cromarty and Yeti Uncle John. Down at the radio station. Oh, what, Radio Way? No, not Radio Way, not this time. Radio Dull FM. Oh, yes, sorry, yes, I've heard about that. Oh, dear. Uh, so, uh, how was it? Uh, it was, uh, you know, a little bit soul-destroying, but uh, I think we've 
sort of resolved something. Well, I don't want to say too much because the listeners don't know the whole business. No, well, uh, I'm glad things have been resolved. Yeah, yeah. How, how's Tallulah? How, how's uh, life at the music school? Oh, it's good, Paul, yes. Been doing a lot of helping out. Uh, it's good to be useful. Yeah, I'm glad. It must really help with the bonding experience as well. Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah, we're getting to know each other really well. Uh, and, you know, we actually like each other. <laughs> well, of course you do. You and Tallulah are both nice individuals, you know, separately. And I, I know sometimes people don't get on with people for weird reasons. But, uh, yeah, if I had to bet on it, I'd have said that you two would get on. Yeah, we actually have things in common. But anyway, you don't want to know about that right now. <laughs> well, you know, we can talk about it another time. Um, uh, well, uh, um, uh, listeners, I'm going to call Bettina and uh, uh, August at the end of the episode to see how they, they got on, because uh, it's not that long since we had a, 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 a... Well, time is passing, but we had a bit of a storm, and I just wanted to check that they were OK. Was everything OK you know, uh, at the music school, nothing damaged. Oh, well, you know, a fence fell down, but I soon had it back up again. Good on you, Martin, good on you. Ah, dear. So, uh, Radio.fm. Property Yeti Uncle John and I went down there just this very morning. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I was to read some of my diary entries. And, uh, yeah. Interested to hear what happened, Paul? Alright, um, let's play some music and when we come back from that, you'll hear exactly what happened. Uh, we'll also have some Sutton Park clips as well and, and maybe a quiz, I'm not sure. But, uh, okay, here we go. It's over here, Paul. Oh, thank you, Yeti Uncle John. Uh, uh, gosh, it's, 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 it's smaller. It's a smaller building than I imagined. It's almost like a, a shed. Oh, yes, it is a bit like a shed. Although it has a nice sign outside it. Oh, yeah, it's all very well. It's, uh, uh, you know, much bigger on the inside than the outside. Oh, I'm sure it is. These things always are. Oh, yes, that's true. Oh, well, because you've been here before, haven't you, your Uncle John? Yes, I did come here to have some uh, you know, initial conversations with the team. Uh, there's quite a big team. How many people work for Radio Dad FM? Well, uh, to be honest, just just the just the one really. His name's Mac. Uh, well, he does have some help, but you know, but Mac's the main man, is he now? Okay. Um, well, sh- shall we go in? Yeah, I suppose we ought to. Yeah, you got your diary with you. Don't lose it. No, I won't lose it. Dear, oh dear. Well, come on, Paul. Uh, I'll look after you. You need to be treated like the star you are. I don't think I'm a star. I'm just, I'm just coming to to read some of my diary entries. Um, still, I'm still in two minds. You know. Oh, don't be silly, Paul. You want these biscuits just as much as I do. Yes, but it's not very good for my uh, my self confidence, is it? To have my diary entries um, being being broadcast to to make people fall asleep it's quite it's quite upsetting no nonsense paul 
it's all good press, all good uh, exposure. But it's not if they've fallen asleep, is it? Oh, I know what you mean, Paul. Oh, don't worry. Look, um, I'm here now. Um, I'm, I'm here now. So let's go in. Hey, hey, how are you? Uh, which one of you is Paul? Um, I'm Paul. This is Cromarty. Uh, you must be Mac. Hello. Uh, yes, I'm Cromarty. That's your Uncle John, but you've met him. I have, yeah. Hey, cool, groovy. I, 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 yeah, I met Eddie Uncle John. He's, he's a real cool dude. Yeah, I'm so glad you're here today. Um, now I, I don't know um, what Eddie Uncle John has told you, but you know, I, I just want to do some recording. Doesn't have to take too long. Uh, we do have other people coming in, so we do have a bit of a window for you. And uh, well, uh, so um, as you know, you, you know, we've already uh, seen some of your poems. Uh, um, and we've even started broadcasting them and they seem to be going down very well um, had a few nice letters uh, I can show you them later if you want if you if you want to see them uh, yeah sure don't worry, don't worry Mac um, he's a bit shy that's his name Shyetti <laughs> well it's Paul but Shyetti yeah so uh, but he won't be shy when he reads the diaries hey no I know I know that'll be great so uh, well uh, do you want a drink? Do you want some water? What do you want? We can get recording straight away if, it, if that suits you, whatever. Uh, maybe a glass of water, I, but I'm quite keen to get on as well. I, I've got podcasts to be editing. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, we know about the podcast, that's cool. Uh, but, uh, well, uh, we're quite happy for you to keep recording the diary entries for the uh, podcast if you th- if that's what you're planning on doing uh but obviously our recordings will be separate and we'll yeah we'll be packaging them in a slightly different way no no, no, no that, that's fine i understand i understand that that's perfectly perfectly fine okay well we'll get the water and and over there's the booth um where you'll be recording so uh yeah bring your diary with you and uh yeah then we'll get started uh, okay um uh, comedy. Uh, I don't know if the listeners are listening, but if they are, we, we need a little break at this point. Okay, Paul, I'll sort it out. Yeah, I'll, I'll go and get that water. Yes, uh, right. Uh, listeners, Paul is about to go and do recording, but I think this is a good time for um, for for uh, a sudden park clip. I think perhaps yes, yes, you'd like that. Good, right. There'll be a sudden park clip coming here when we come back. Paul will be reading his diary. Okay, great. Robin, I promise I, I should certainly help you if I can. Well, I'm not asking for that much, Paul. All I'm asking is if you see any other people who look like me, you contact me. I shall contact How? How can I contact you? Have you ever heard of a department queue? Is that anything with the government? Let's say it is. Oh. You'll, you'll find it actually in the yellow pages. It's um, uh, part of... Cartwrights, I think, um, uh, certified architects. They've got um, a London address. I think it's Belgrave Square. Uh, Ring them. Uh-huh. Say Department Q. My name, and if you can tell them also where you saw the alternative me. Right. Just the, the government are a bit dodgy, Robin. I've um, had a bit of a pro- problems with. Uh, well, the government trying to cover up matters that, that have, uh, events have happened in the park. Um, 
Yes, well, don't worry about that. There, there, the department Q, let's just say, is is a body that owes me a big favour. I don't well, know if you knew this, but there's some body dancers involved. Um, oh yes, a year yes. back. Well, yes, I. Yes, I. Well, I. Well, I, that, that, that they weren't the only ones <coughs> around. Oh. I've helped out. Would, would the Q, Q department Q would that know anything about the D files? <laughs> never heard of them. No. Oh. Well, they might do, but they've never said anything to yeah. me about it. Well, okay then. Um, dodgy the government and all that but yeah. uh, yes um right well probably best if we uh, head back down to Salisbury I suppose again um, yes I think we've done all we came here to do yes. I shall certainly keep an eye out if uh, as long as you ke- if you keep an eye out for any murmurs about Deep. government cover-ups and things like that oh there are rumours of that all the time yeah uh, things have changed Robin Place used to be a nice country place. They've got caravans moving in down there now. It's a shame things change. Yeah. <sighs> well, as I say, I shall. Um, I you shall, shall uh, contact me contact, if you see yeah. any other ones. Shall I, shall I leave you here then? Let's go to place in any. And remember, Department Q. Just a minute. I thought I saw somebody. What? No, it's just a friend of mine, the Maudlin Mummy. I thought I. Oh, right. Okay, then um, I'll leave you to it then. Are you sure? Yep. Um, Wait, it's, it's been... Hey, Mummy? No. Bad man! Bad! No! No! Hey! Why? Uh, where's he gone? Viewers, I thought... Sure, it was the maudlin Mummy. I heard him, he said something about bad man or something. What have I done wrong now? What have I done? He's gone. I don't know what's up. No, he's on. Oh well. What can I do? been um, considering I, I want to put this cube somewhere safe uh, but I've been thinking um I'm sure I've just been feeling rather uneasy since I've been around here I have a nasty feeling I'm being watched you know what I mean yes I have a nasty feeling that Katrina Hortensia is after me for this little device I wouldn't be surprised at all I'm not gonna play uh, Silly beggars with her. If I don't, if I don't do something about her, uh, it, uh, things will get nasty. I've got a little foolproof plan. Hopefully foolproof. Anyway, tomorrow I'm going to take the voodoo cube with me. It'll uh, be protected by a force field. So, uh, oh, blimey. me. Yes, it'll be protected by a force field, so she won't be able to get hold of it. But she won't know this. If, if, I mean, I might be just being paranoid, if Katrina is out there, if she is after the cube, as I feel she may be, hopefully at some point she shall reveal herself. She'll try and make a grab for the cube. She won't get her anywhere. 
at least it'll make me sure I may be able to get rid of her there and then. Save me a lot of problems. Save me a lot of time. Probably the best plan. I mean, Paul's not here. He won't get in the way. Yes. Seems like a very good plan to me. Right here. Here goes for the plan. Listen, right, here we go, viewers. <coughs> oh, yes, well, tomorrow I think I may go out for a little trip into the countryside. Yes, but Paul isn't here. Oh, I could be so lonely. I know. The ideal companion. The voodoo cube. It would make an ideal friend. You could never be alone with your voodoo cube. I'll take that. Yes. <sighs> a chance! A chance to get the cube. I may not need to kill that one. I may not need to kill Graham after all. <laughs> I suppose I could kill him anyway. Well, if that little ruse doesn't get her, then nothing will. We'll see you later. Right, viewers. Um, well, I'm near Winchester. And um, we're heading into a, a moorland area. Which would be quite, quite attractive. Um, if Katrina Hortensia is here, well, sh hopefully, as I say, she shall give herself away. I'm going to put this in my bag. It's got a force around it, so it should be okay. Right, we're going to head into the moorland now. Hopefully, she will follow. No sign of her at the moment. Um, Mm. I think she's definitely around. Hoping to set a trap for her viewers. I shall, uh, when I'm certain she's following, I shall, um, leave a trap. I shall leave my bag on the pathway and see if she comes for it. See if she senses the, uh, the voodoo cube is in there. Um, I want to catch her. Destroy her permanently this time, if possible. Hasn't been easy in the past, but... Uh, hmm. I'm sure she's around. I'm absolutely certain of that. I've got to be careful there. She's not a stupid woman. I've got to be very careful. I must be careful. This may be a trick. He has the voodoo cube with him. But she's not going to just give it to me. I must be careful. Careful, this is not a trap. I'm waiting. I sense I'm being followed. Uh, yes. My plan is building. I must wipe her out once and for all. If she finds the voodoo cube, if she gets hold of it, she can wreak havoc and destruction. I must stop that. I must put... I must put her to death. For good this time. She must die for good. Oh. It's quite strange. I had another one of those flashbacks of mine. Um, the water, it, it put... Uh, I, I thought I saw a gun by, by the water. No, no, it's, it's ludicrous. I'm not... Kevin is alright. Um, as for, as for Katrina, things aren't so lucky. She's nearby, I can sense it. Very nearby. She's just not picking up. 
She's suspicious, basically. She suspects a trap. I told you she's not stupid. It's not going to be so easy to lure her in as I thought. Oh well, I'll give it, I'll give it a few more minutes and then have to think of something else, I think. Right. You must think that I'm a fool. I would not let myself fall into a trap like that. But he is risking his own safety by bringing the voodoo cube out here. I shall get it from him. I shall get it off him. He's a fool. I must say, I'm a rather stalemate. She's definitely around here. She's definitely nearby. She just won't show herself. Which makes it rather difficult for me to set up a trap. Um, every time I pause, um, she just ends up hanging back. I thought I saw her a couple of times, but she won't let me get to her. That's the trouble. Um, oh dear. This pathway is very flooded as well. The river's been up. A bloody swan in the way. The swan on the actual pathway. The path is flooded. Um, I think I'm going to have to try something else, viewers, I'm afraid. This is not looking too good. Damn. The, the, the next entry is Thursday, January the 25th, 1990. For some reason, the tips of the pages are burnt. Um, I don't know. I don't know what I was doing with a match. Hmm, anyway. Well, actually, I do, because it seems to be... Um, some reason seems to be candle wax on these pages. There's candle wax, in, um, like white candle wax on, on the Thursday entry and uh, coloured candle wax, like red and uh, blue candle wax on the other. Goodness knows, unless I refer to it in the diary, I'm not sure. Anyway, let's get started. Uh, this was written at 9.35pm on the Thursday, the 25th of January, 1990. Um, oh, yes. Ha! You see, I do refer to it. There we are, just to prove the situation I'm in. Writing this by candlelight. We have a power cut, you see. School was fun. We had gale force winds, tiles off, trees down, a hole in the cathedral roof, off with the best bit of the dining room. Off with the best... Oh, I see. Hole in the cathedral roof, off with the best bit of the dining room. I'm not sure what that means. We were let off, uh, um, scored about one, one o'clock. No, two o'clock, due to the damage. No games. I probably would have been off anyway. Uh, I went to Harry's and tried to get a lift home, thanks to bad phone lines. I finally got a message that some trees were fallen, rose blocked, etc. Of course, in 2022, um, we had uh, storms well, a little bit later in February, but uh, yeah, much the same. Uh, I can't read that bit because of the wax. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if I... I, I, I went somewhere, um, but there was no sign of Dad. But along came my saviour. I think it's somebody... I think the name relates to somebody who lived in the village at the time. Um, and they picked me up. The road was uh, covered with debris, and we found the only way home through the park. Uh, things everywhere. Uh, well, the, the man I'm thinking of um, had access to um, Longford Park. He worked there, so maybe we cut through there. We used to be able to cycle through there as well because we had passes. Um, a bus was overturned. I got home and Graham and Mum were back. 
There weren't enough beds for Graham at the hospital. I had one letter, no parcel from Heather though. I did my paper round and it got dark. Uh, the telly was off, phones too. I managed to contact Dan and Harry over the outside phone. I can't video Monty Python for Danny due to the power cut, although the telly came on over the portable. Um, well, that's different, uh, I think. We played cards and had a um, barbecue. That wouldn't be, that's not right. Um, uh, and neither do I think it would be bath because we wouldn't have the hot water. Once, and, and it was too dark to do my homework. That's, uh, that's good. Now the next paper, the next entry was written in um, red biro. It's a little bit faint, so I'll do my best. It was written at 8.50 on January, on Friday, January the 26th. Couldn't make it to the above meeting, but unfortunately had to go to school. Although a little later, I did my paper round and got a letter from Nick T, but no Avengers video from Heather, or the stuff that Andy had promised. The power is still off, and I write this by candlelight again. I've missed the majority of the soaps so far. Uh, I'm told the power not expected until at least Sunday. Storm caused a lot of damage. Every school closed in the city except ours and South Wilts, which is the girls' grammar school. Um, I got 52% in DT. I, just don't, I think that must be CDT, craft design technology, which wasn't bad for me. I also got off of homework, although history must be in by Monday. I read Robinson Moore Square One, part 23. I, I can't continue anymore due to the power failure. If I lose my inspiration, I'll be, I'll be suing the storm. I wrote to John H, that's uh, John, who's been on the show, um, Nick's friend in Devon, and I finished one to Kez in Australia and began one to David S., I'm all behind. I got home. Damien's all alone uh, because his parents are away. And Lindsay is in Woodfalls. Um, I don't know if that means... Damien was a boy who lived in the village and his sister, Lindsay, well, we all used to hang out at one point. I don't know if uh, we invited them over or we invited Damien over because he was by himself in the, the house with... You know, like no power I don't know I went to the doctors to have my ear checked still red but there's no pain idea for a, a doctor in square one uh, with neat handwriting what alright uh, oh, okay a character I came up with a character uh, we went to Pizza Hut um, armed with torches now we're going to play cards <laughs> yeah He's very similar to uh, uh, this time in um, uh, Pretty Twenty Two. <laughs> but um, uh, back, is that okay? Oh, uh, oh, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. That that was really, yeah, really good, really good, Paul. Yeah, we're getting your sound just perfect. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, cool. <laughs> can, I, can I just have a little break for some water? Sure, sure, absolutely. Oh, that's very good, Paul. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not that I heard you because I had my uh, earplugs in. But, Cromarty, uh, 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 did you fall asleep? Cromarty, did you fall asleep? I did not fall asleep. No, Yeti Uncle John, don't be cruel. No, it's very good, Paul. You did very well. 
interesting how the times are so similar, you know, to the weather we've had early in 2022, with storms and things. It sounds like it's, uh, uh, they were saying with the storms in 2022 that they were almost, but not quite as bad as the storms in 1987, but nobody mentioned the storms in 1990, so, uh, you know, people forget these things. I'd certainly forgotten it, gosh. Um, power cuts, and uh, we, I mean, we had power cuts, um, back in like October 2021 one of the times I came over to my parents uh, for my birthday that was uh, that was uh, <laughs> an experience um, uh, listeners I, I think uh, now might be a good time for um, a, a quiz yeah what do you think Cromarty oh yes the quiz would be good with Callum yes oh yeah 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 you just have a little break for me. Uh, and then you can record some more I think Max's quite pleased with you. He seems quite pleased. Are you sure he didn't fall asleep whilst I was reading? He did sound a little bit disorientated. I did see his eyes flicker a couple of times, but uh, no, no, I, I, I think he was paying attention. Good. Good, I hope so. Well, uh, Mac, we're just going to have a break, and then when I come back, I'll read some more. Hey, yeah, yeah, cool, yeah, absolutely cool, yeah, good. Hello, listeners. Cuthbert here. Time for another break before Paul reads more of his diary. Originally we were going to share with you a quiz, but instead we have been lucky enough to catch up with wifey Joe and have a short conversation about a film that both she and Paul saw recently, but which they didn't much enjoy. Still, it's always good to hear from wifey Joe. Please sit back and enjoy. Speak to you again soon. Kiss. Kiss. Kiss exclamation. Listeners, we've got a special guest. Um, we haven't spoken to her for a little while, but uh, you'll know who she is. It's Wifey Joe. Hello. Hi, Wifey Joe. Hello. Hello, how are hello, you? hello. Hello, everyone. Hello. How are you? <laughs> I'm not too bad. I've got a DB here. Um, we've got the cam on, listeners, so Joe can see. DB's being very well behaved. Yes, he is, and looking very relaxed and <laughs> not like they're about to expel a hairball. Yeah, which expel. is what happened when we first started yeah. talking. <laughs> That's a great then. intro to a yeah. catch-up, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Joe and I have been having a chatter, and we decided there's a subject we wanted to discuss. Um, it's a film we both went to see. Um, but, well, it's death on the Nile, but before we get to that, I need to tell you my story of when I went to see... Um, the uh, what's it called on the Orient Murder on the Orient Express. Um, mm-hmm. uh, that's probably the longest film I've ever seen in my life, only because <laughs> I saw it in Wimbledon when it came out. And about uh, actually, this is rather ironic considering what happened last night. Ab- ab- about an hour in, there was a power cut, um, mm-hmm. and uh, which is what happened to me last night. There was a power cut in the middle of the night, but. Uh, um, so when they eventually got the power back on, they kind of said, oh, everyone stay in their seats. And um, and then they whizzed it back about uh, half an hour because it just got to like the first murder or something. Oh, okay. Um, and they whizzed it back to before, about half an hour before. I was like, I do have a memory. I mean, just, <laughs> you know, I'm even five, five minutes would have been enough, <laughs> half an hour. So, you know, a film that was about two hours or more, whatever, was um, suddenly extended due with the power cut and with uh, and the, the rewind yeah so but i 
because that because that was the first one with Kenneth Branagh as Poirot. But mm-hmm. um, I, I mean, overall, I enjoyed it a lot more than I did actually kind of eventually buy it when it came out. But I certainly won't be doing that with Death on the Nile. But um, I don't. I think both of us agree that. Um, we we didn't enjoy it. Well, what no, I have to say, I didn't see that adaptation of Murder on the Orient Express, so I yeah. couldn't kind of compare the two. Yeah. Sorry, my dog was one of my dogs. Was How do the basketballs there? We've got it. Yeah, I know. It's just, it's just kind of an Arthur Conan Doyle motif. Um, so yeah, sorry about that. He's just bobbed through and um, stands <laughs> standing against the back door, yeah. barking. <laughs> It's the attack of the attack of the attack of the wolf Unfortunately, he's heard next door's dogs in the garden bar. He may hopefully stop. Anyway, so I haven't seen adaptation of the Orient Express, so I can't sort of compare. Yeah, no, that's fine. But yeah, so where where do you want to start with this adaptation of Death on the Nile? Well, before we start, before we start, actually, are you? Are you a bit of a Puritan when it comes to Agatha Christie? How close do you like the stories, the adaptations well, to be in alignment with the books? Bearing in mind, obviously, you do need to adapt yeah. things for the screen and so forth. But in terms of the plot and story, and I would like it to be as as close as possible. Because you know, yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> um, but I mean, the fact that none of it was filmed overseas, and 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 half of the most of it was special effect, was CGI. Was mm-hmm. I mean, that was probably the case in, on Murder on the Orient Express, but because it was mainly a train going through a dark darkness, mm-hmm. it didn't really matter so much. So. No, there aren't many locations to imitate, no, are there? It's just a train, no, basically. you're on the train. Um, but when you're trying to sort of show a tra- travelling down the night, I mean, I would rather they had... Um, I'd, well, probably it's because they'd done the first one as a period piece, they needed to do this one as a period piece, but they they were modernized, ma- making things look far too rosy um, as far as society's reaction to characters. The, the, it's a bit like what they do with Father Brown, the TV show. Everything is mm. everything is very very positive and twenty first century about mm. various issues, and you know. Uh, as, as, as much as it would be nice that if things had been more enlightened, um, mm-hmm. they weren't. So to pretend they were just you know, muddies history, really. Or they should mm-hmm. put at the start the, the way that people react to characters in this film. It's nothing like they would have done. Yes, there's no resemblance to how it to, to would be back in the day. Yeah, um, uh, it's um, and it's. It, yeah, I just found the. Um, I found it was a bit. Fun. I mean, even the, it it right from the get go, my dander was up, in the sense that, you know, when Poirot was in the trenches in the First World War and bits and pieces, and Davina, who doesn't read Agatha Christie, yeah. she said, "Oh, I never knew that's how he sort of <laughs> started." And I said, "Well, actually, he was a refugee in England in the First World War, and you know, having left the Belgian police and then was in the First World." So she thinks he was fought in the First World War as a soldier. And, and, and the whole the whole business about like he had a facial scar. This is why he, yes. he, he grew his moustache. But then in the scenes where he's playing it now, he has his moustache. 
but there's no sign that he's hiding a scar underneath it. They hadn't even bothered, as far as I was, I could see. There was, it was such a big scar that was on his, on yes. his face before. There would surely be something, and it, and they should, but they couldn't be bothered to yeah. do, to do that special effect. Yeah, um, I thought I thought that as well. I thought one thing I did say actually about that was, um, this the moustache he wears is quite ridiculous, <laughs> isn't it? I mean, it's the most bizarre bit of facial facial hair. But um, I mean, I'm a big fan of the. David Suchet um, adaptations of, of Poro, but um, I was listening to what was I listening to? Was it Mrs? No, it wasn't Mrs. McGinty's Dead, or was it? Might have been. Um, and no, it was Dead Man's Folly. They were talking about, I think Ariadne Oliver was talking about his forest moustache, and he said it's an enormous moustache, so it should be a big one. Mm-hmm. So I think actually David Suchet's moustache is too small, oh, mm-hmm. I think, if you wanted to get. I don't think Peter Ustinov's was massive, was it? it um, what is moustache? <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> Hard to prove now. I uh, think it was. I think it was reasonably sizable, yeah. if I remember right. But even even there. the David Suchet version of Death on the Nile, I think they filmed it overseas somewhere. Um, yeah, I think largely it was. But yeah. I suppose I don't know when the Kenneth Branagh one was recorded. I mean, it was, was recorded was it before the pandemic. The pandem- it was before, before the pandemic. It was finished. It was the, the pandemic stopped it being released, or, or they kind of kept hoping things would. So it was they finished filming it in 2019. Uh, really? So it so that wasn't a reason to not film no. overseas. Because no, no, that's what I'd assumed it was. It was because of the pandemic. No, I looked into that, and it was it was it was more that they kind of. Oh, um, okay. uh, so what else don't you like about the death one? Well, I mean, you 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 get um, French and Saunders to be a character to be characters, and then you don't buy them any funny lines whatsoever. That's true. You, you know, they might have been played by anybody. They, um, yeah, I don't, they need to just script or, or get French and Saunders to write some funny lines. Um, it, um, it, 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 it it seemed a bit sort of like. I mean, I haven't watched it recently enough, but uh, t- Toby said that. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. It was um, Betty Davis and Maggie Smith who played those couple, who played that cat, those two characters, mm. and they and they, you know, were, well, it was very very well written for them, and they were very good at it. But, uh, mm. it, but um, I mean, there were things that were changed. I mean, I was less, perhaps because I hadn't seen it for a while, hundred um, percent, a little bit foggy about the changes. The changes from, from that, and there were certainly things that I was like, and I was like, yeah, oh yeah, I remember that's what, I, that's roughly what happened. Um, but uh, you might remember, you, you might um, um, have more exact plot points. That, <laughs> well, to be fair, I haven't read Death on the Nile for a mm. long time, somewhere on the shelf behind me. Um, I'm just trying to, I'm just thinking about the Suchet adaptation of it. I've, I've seen that more recently, but not for a while. And how did you feel about like the French and Saunders characters? I mean, in, certainly in the sushi adaptation, I think possibly in the book, they're they're not an item. No, for, no, for no well, and then they've made them so. I mean, how do you feel about changing well, yeah, things? Well, that's, quite significant. That's quite a significant yeah. change to those characters, isn't it? Well, well that, you... that's kind of what I mean about changing mm. the um, like. There was also the 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 characters where there's a a, a, a mixed racial couple and when mm-hmm. that when they say when her when Poirot says oh what is it that uh 
your mother doesn't approve about and you go, oh, it's because she's an American. I'm, I'm like, come on. Yeah, of, <laughs> and, of the time, I think that, that would be a, a different that, answer. <laughs> yeah, but it was that time. That's the trouble. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, yes, it, yeah, quite. As I you mean, say, it was even, a period, period piece, isn't it? I mean, even even in Father Brown, they would address it. They might play it down, but they'd, uh, they, 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 they'd have well, Poirot saying something about well, they'd have Father Brown saying, it's a, it's, it's a great shame that she feels like that. Mm. Um, they would make some sort of nod to it, wouldn't they, in some yeah, way, but to, to glaze. But, but, but I'm not even mentioning it as one of the possibilities that they might not be getting, uh, that, that she might be disapproving. It, uh, yeah, it just seems it feels like watering things down. And, um, mm. you know, but it, you know, don't don't set it in the past. Set it more recently. Right? Mm. Um, yeah, I, I, they're just changing things for the sake of changing them. And I, and I think probably when you start picking, unpicking things, some of these stories start to fall apart if you start change. You change one bit, but then you don't change another bit that now doesn't make sense because you yes. you, you have to be very wary of. I mean, I, I've seen versions of. Um, like some of the Mr. James ghost stories, where the, um, the people involved kind of think they have to add an extra subplot. Think it doesn't need an extra subplot. You just you're just putting your mark, so you can say yes. this is my. This is this also is mine. It's not just it. them. Yeah. Well, you know, don't presume to be as good as somebody like Mr. James, who's known for you know, um, mm. um, and don't change it just for the sake of changing it. No. I felt like that about some of the Death on the Nile things. I felt it was a bit sort of like the introduction of the club at the beginning, you know, that sort of quite wild scene, which isn't in the book. In a way, it just felt like change for the sake of change. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being a bit old fashioned and Puritan. Um, but I don't if, it know. Improved, if it improved it or if it was covering up something that was, or maybe they thought that. Maybe that's what they thought they were doing. but uh, Well, I think he felt he was improving it because obviously writing at the time, you know, when Agatha Christie was writing and around a time, you know, we don't have, you know, race issues and things back then. You know, she didn't have, I think she had many or whatever <laughs> people of colour in her stories. Um, no. Or if they are, they're in a sort of... Um, a role like when they're you know serving on the boat on the death on the night yeah. or something like that yeah. you know they're in that yeah. kind of a position yeah. um so but what, I think why, they were kind of updating it in that sense but i don't know that it works like you were saying i don't know that it works for that time because that's if not somebody's, it, if somebody's prejudiced or somebody is like to be prejudiced by that change then just say i mean that could give them a reason for but that could add, add to the reason that you think they may have been responsible for a murder or something. You know? mm-hmm. That doesn't necessarily, you know, they're not all supposed to be perfect um, mm-hmm. and you're setting it when you're setting it. So, mm-hmm. um, yes, I thought it was a huge anticlimax overall. Yeah, it felt, it felt worse. It felt like it was a bad TV adaption. It didn't feel like a big budget movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, for the amount of money that they must have thrown at it, um yeah i didn't didn't rate it at all and 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 the stuff with the temple where it's all cgi it's you know you think back to the eastern off first where they did film at a temple and maybe you you can't film at those sorts of temples now but i'm sure Mm -hmm. you could film at a temple somewhere yeah or similar you don't need to necessarily see the whole 
thing, mm-hmm. do you, to mm-hmm. make it? You could film it somewhere. Go to the Acropolis. Similar. Yeah, go to the Acropolis. How many things? Yeah, how many things are actually filmed at the location they're supposed to be in? Yeah. You know, yeah. they're, they're not, are they? They're yeah. sort of filmed elsewhere and made to look like wherever. But yeah, no, it's not. It's not one I should be watching again. No, definitely not. That's, I won't be buying sure. that. I, I, I did quite like. Um, Kenneth Branagh's Poirot to a certain extent in the in the first one, um, but uh, yeah, definitely. Zero, how many points out of uh, how many marks out of ten? Cool. The costumes were nice. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I just I don't know, about three. I yeah, guess three. I wouldn't even call it average. I don't. I don't personally. I wouldn't. I suppose it depends what you like. I suppose if you're not an Agatha, I mean, Davina liked it because she's not an Agatha Christie fan. And for me, it was, as mostly as I say, I haven't read the book for a long time, but it just seemed very removed and unrealistic in places. I just thought this doesn't... Mm-hmm. But, but I mean, she's just viewing it on its own as a standalone thing. So for mm-hmm. her, it was fine because she had nothing to compare it to. Yeah. You know, so the sort of the big finale for me was a bit flat, really. Mm. Um, whereas for mm. her, she she really enjoyed it. Oh, well, it's also a bit the problem of trying to flesh out sort of so that the 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 romance, the romance side or sometimes they do that in horror films where oh no we want to look at Freddy Krueger but we want to look at what, what made it what made him so no nasty or let's let's look at Michael Myers and see what caused it and spend half an hour explaining how no we just if you're watching a Halloween movie you just want to see him chasing somebody with a knife so we don't want yes, to exactly. know, know about all want. Want. yeah I don't I don't yeah this sort of the sort of um supposed exposition of Poirot's private life I thought I I don't know that that was required or needed. Do you? I don't think it added anything to the. No, imagine if I did Miss Mar- Miss Marple. We find out all the flit, all the what a little goer she was back in the day. <laughs> back in the day, string a string of, of boyfriends. <laughs> <laughs> Broken hearts all over St Mary Me. Blackmailing half the village and she slept her way around the women's <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Got her eyes on the postman next. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's funny though, isn't it? Thinking about it, people don't adapt the Miss Marples. I know they did do, obviously, the, they did them for TV mm. again. They did um, Geraldine McEwen, which I didn't care mm. for massively. Julia McKenzie, I preferred. Um, I am I, still a Joan uh, Hickson fan. Yeah, I didn't um, but they do, Have they done any Miss Marples as a film? They did an Angela Lansbury mirror crack from side to side, which Elizabeth Taylor was in. That was just before, a little bit before she started doing Murder, she wrote. Uh, I don't know whether they were thinking of doing a series or whether it just wasn't popular enough. Had a very, mm-hmm. had a very star-studded cast, but um, I don't think she was that great as Miss Marple. She was better off being just because she was aged up at that stage. She was mm-hmm. better being young a bit a bit more like her own age when she played Jessica Fletcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Um yeah, they just did one or two, but I can't think of any massive other other sort of massive other than um uh, uh, Margaret Rutherford in the in the sixties. But uh, they weren't oh, really yes. they they were more for fun. They weren't that accurate. Um Miss <laughs> um, Marple in name only. So if you were if you were going to adapt a Miss Marple for the big screen, what which one would you 
go for? Or what would you like to see? Not necessarily you want to adapt it yourself, but what would, what do you think could be well worth a punt? The the, the uh, um, a murder is announced. The Jane Hickson version is so good that yeah. um, they I think they'd struggle to be to do it as well as they did that. Um, they had Joan Sims in that playing a really straight role, and she was. She, yes. she, and then she was really totally convinced. Totally, I sort of recently I thought about that, and I thought that was Joan Sims, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it was. Um, yeah. It was yeah. yeah, bizarre. Funny enough, you just said that, and it just occurred to me. I've just thought of an adaptation, and I can't think what it was. Was it a Caribbean mystery? Has that been done as a film? I think that was done with again. Um, uh, I think maybe in a, my, my, my name name's gone blank, but. Uh, mm. Yeah, that was another one-off, I think, where it was just... Um, I'd, I'd quite like to adapt a Caribbean mystery if it meant we could go on location for a couple of months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, That'd be quite nice. Wait wait, wait a few years and you can play Miss Marple and then I'll play, I'll play her mate, her friend. Like, I, was, I, had my, I had my eyes on, on playing um, yeah. Mr. Raphael. But you know, make it. Or I could have a go at you know playing it as Mr. Raphael. I could just yeah. make it as, or you know, something like that. I thought I've got the wheelchair; it's fine. You know, <laughs> if you save on props, you know, it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I don't remember, and I don't remember that one so well. So it's probably a good one to, yeah, to do in the Well, thank you for uh, helping me. I'm glad you felt the same. <laughs> we were just talking, <laughs> listeners, about oh, have we been to the cinema? And Joe started to say about Death on the Nile, and I was like, oh, just save it for the save it for for recording because <laughs> I feel very strongly as well. So it's, it's I don't know whether it's fair to say it's dark because some people I'm sure really like it, but it it just wasn't for me. Don't pay for it. Oh, I mean that was a good thing. You you would have paid to have seen it. Uh, for some reason, it's already it's only been out. For a couple of months, or whatever, yeah. but it's it's already on Disney Plus, and we happen to, we happen to have Disney Plus. So oh, right. I, I was thinking, oh, I'm going to have to buy it um, on 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 DVD. Mm. But thankfully, I didn't have to pay anything. I'm you so glad to. I still didn't enjoy it for free. So that's even worse, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, if it's free. You could normally get some sort of enjoyment out of it. But uh, oh, well, anyway, hopefully, work. hopefully, our next trips to the cinema, one of the next films we see. Uh, I'll have better reviews. But, uh, Hopefully, yes. Well, good to talk to you. I'll speak to you again soon. Yes, cheerio. cheerio. Bye. Bye for now. Um, okay, I'm going to read Saturday, 27th of January, 1990. Now, thankfully, it's the last entry I can see written in red pen for a bit. It's quite hard to read. Um, hello, this paper is pitted with wax I, I don't know how how the I don't know how the elephant I'll make it to the end of this page uh, the best news of all no need to singe the papers or or drop wax even though tomorrow's page is slightly speckled and it uh, because the power returned just before tea today still off that was still off quite a long time longer than it was in October Back to the day job, I think I say. I can't quite read it because of wax being on the page. I did my paper round and collected the money, ending up with a tip of sympathy um, for my all-weather uh, paper round trip. 
On returning home, there was still no parcel from Heather or even Andy, sigh, sob. I can't read the next thing. It's something about somebody being in a something mood and I can't read, read that. This red pen doesn't help. I played with Graham before and after uh, lunch. Um, a game of spaceships and other things. It was quite fun and uh, we, I also won Blackjack, a, a, a card game quite good. Dad hates it. I heard from Paul C., uh, Mailwise and John H. rang about videos and decided to make a list. Um, I guess it's a, a, maybe a list of what videos I have. Um, something, something about school. I have Anna and Kez's letters ready to post. Never got around to it today. We went to Pizza Hut again. Ate too much. I guess that's because of the, the, the power cut earlier in the day. I went to the same place twice. Uh, came back, rang Jeanette about Land of the Giants in case of power failure, and then Andrew R rang. He's trying to shock um, Andrew D. Uh, oh dear. Began history project, something about square one, going to bed with a bottle now. I, think, I don't think that's an exciting bottle, I think that's probably a hot water bottle. <laughs> um, next we have... That was written at 10.45. The next day, Sunday, January 28th, 1990, 10 o'clock. Um, maybe... Can we, uh, uh, a few things of interest happened today. No more Mr. Nice Guy for me. Paper round. Paper round. Usual weekend. Um, got to Mr. 50th anniversary Big Mouth Hard Man. Uh, oh, yes, Mr. Mr. Kelly. Um... Yeah, he was a bit of a big mouth and and, and, and a bit of a bully. Uh, um, you can almost guess what's coming next. So I arrive, I'm wearing my Walkman and I drift the paper and the following conversation takes place. Uh, Mr. Kelly, the whole village is sick and tired of me. Thank you, good day. I walk off, he shouts. I complain of earache and headphones. I deliver to the rest of Chapel Lane. He is waiting outside... The Trowbridge's house with hand with, with hands clenched. He vants in rage as I hand over papers to the above. He makes a complete fool of himself right in, right in front of Mrs. Trowbridge. I say, are you threatening me? The reply is positive. I say something about police and sexual assault and he calls me a big girl. Me, I'm not wearing a dress. And I laugh at him. What's your name? Jane, I say. I thought so, says Mr. Kelly. What a bastard. I thought that, but did not say it. I feel a little like Nigel after he became... That Nigel is the character in my book. After he became more strong. Mr. Hayne was supportive, as was everyone else. Mr. Hayne was my boss at the paper, um, at the newspaper agency. Um, yeah, considering he was talking, and I was like... Was I, was I 16 at this stage? Trying to threaten to beat me up, because... His paper's a little bit late. Considering we had storms and it was the winter, and yeah, I know I wasn't the best paper boy, but uh, you know, you could go and buy one himself if he wants it at some awful hour of the morning. Uh, and also, the amount the Sunday papers are absolutely enormous. Uh, you couldn't just carry the whole, you know, bag in one go. You had to keep going backwards and forwards. It wasn't. It wasn't fun work. Apparently, Mr. Haynes said he might be giving up the business because of people like him. I think he did, but I think he passed it on to somebody else. Um, 
because the village still gets newspapers delivered all these years later. I did my homework um, on the computer, finished the history, and Dad went up to Birmingham concerning the Spanish villa problem. My, they, my parents were buying a Spanish villa and it all fell through. So I don't know yeah, if that happened. Uh, that, my dad went to some meeting on a Sunday, it sounds unlikely, but... Mm. I had a bath, played cards, Graham had a tantrum, I cooked tea, begun audio, uh, wrote Square One episode 32, first page, watched Bergerac, worked on the, my video list, um, uh, did more letters, read more Stephen King, rather condensed, but all the best bits happened this morning. Bergerac, it was the episode The Dig, which I remember being a bit of a spooky one about an archaeological dig. And Land of the Giants was one called Golden Cage, which I also seem to like. But, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Mac. Mac, is that okay? Um, do you want me to do any more? Mac? Uh, Paul, I think he may have fallen asleep this time. Well, I know I rambled a bit. I mean, is that that's a good thing, isn't it? If I sent him to sleep, it shows it's working. Yes, well, I... I uh, I, I guess so. I suppose we should wake him up. Uh, yeti Uncle John, speak to Mac. Yeti Uncle John's asleep too. Oh, look, look, there's his earplugs. He didn't put his earplugs in. Well, Paul, I think we should wake him up. Oh, I'm not sure what we should do. I think we should play another Southern Park clip, listeners. Uh, have a listen to that. I'm beginning to have thoughts, let's say. Oh, yes, Paul. Yeah, I'm beginning to think the biscuits aren't quite as important as I thought they were. Oh, does that mean what I think it means? Yes, I think I think it might do. Um, listeners, listen to this Sutton Park clip. When we come back, uh, well, I've I've made a decision. Oh golly, uh, oh dear. Well, viewers, um, I'm, I'm elsewhere at the moment, and. Petersfield, yes. Um, still got the voodoo cue with me. It's about time I set up a new trap. Definitely get the feeling that Katrina's nearby. She's followed me here. I've got to do something. This cat and mouse business is it's not going to work. Well, viewers, um, the cube is primed and ready for use taking a risk here and I don't think it'll, I'm not sure it'll pay off. I'll leave my bag here. Hopefully she'll come down that pathway and I shall be able to use the cube on her as she's sorting through the bag. Um, I have a nasty feeling this isn't going to work, but she may just be stupid enough. She may just fall for it. Right, I shall go over there. I've got to be careful, I'll be quiet. What now? Horner's bag. He's left it by a tree. This is certainly smacks of a trap. But, but what if the cube is inside? Horner may just... It may be my chance. My only chance. I can't see Horner. Should I try for the bag? Should I risk it? Or is the risk too great? Damn! 
I can see her. She's so close. But I can't use the device, not until she gets... Um, no, I'd never reach her. The power from this thing is very strong and I, I might destroy the wrong part. I might destroy the woods and people wandering in, in the wood. Damn the woman. She's... It's obvious. Because I feared she'd be suspicious. Just a too obvious trick. see him. It is a trap. I shall leave. Damn the woman. Fernal. Fernal woman. I gave myself away. She's out of range now. But I won't give up. I won't give up. At least I know she's after it. I've got her interested anyway. If I can just get her that bit closer, I can get rid of her, get rid of my main opposition. For as far as I know, she's the only one who's actually after the cube. She's the only... Yes. She's the only one who's really after it. No, she's gone. Damn. I won't give up there. No way. I won't give up yet. Meanwhile, back at Paul's house, a mouse is in the house and has escaped. It's a cat's fault, you know. The mouse is eating the carpet. But little does it know that the window is open. If only it could get to the window, it could escape to freedom. If it stays here much longer, it could get eaten by a big cat. Oh dear. That won't be very nice, will it, viewers? Run, Mouse, run! The cat is after the mouse. What is this bloody kids' TV? Come on, let's go on with Sutton Park. This is pathetic. Who will help the mouse? Is it days numbered? Quite probably. What will become of the mouse? Is it an evil Sutton Park mouse? Or are we just short of a cliffhanger? Find out next time on Sutton Park and the mouse of Charlton All Saints. The mouse is still trapped in Paul's house. It still hasn't worked out how to get out of the window. If the mouse doesn't escape soon, the cat might be set on it. There is the mouse. Where is the There is the mouse. Neither Horner or Paul can help. When will that mouse work its way out? Look, it's so 
close the stupid thing. Yes. <sighs> look, 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 it's, it's going, it's going. Just get, no, that way, that way, towards the window, you stupid mouse, not back to the chair. <clears throat> when will the mouse have some sense? Probably not today, stupid mouse. We leave the mouse and go and try and find some cats. But there are none. Maybe they are scared off because it's an evil Sutton Park mouse. Although it doesn't look that evil. Not quite sweet, really. Look, it's still there. Hello, viewers. Well, I'm, I'm on my start, start again. I'm on my way back from seeing Robin. Thought I'd walk back. Cause it's a nice day, as you saw. It's still nice now. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just walking back via the fields. Um, still quite a lot. Start again. I still got quite a long way to go yet, so I um, better make a move. All right. Better get back. All right, you coming? My feet. Don't worry. Just my feet. Hiya viewers, um, it's going to be quite a long walk back, I've uh, decided to take the de a detour but now that the evening is getting lighter and everything, I don't have a real reason to rush back, um, I think there's an old railway line up here actually, um, it's old I mean, it used to be a railway line, um, I was meant to go up there but I haven't been there for years, uh, thought I'd deviate via that way, so uh, um, you can join me if you will. Hi viewers, having a quick rest. I don't know about you, I don't know if it's just you, but I've been pretty confused about this Robin business, about all these different separate Robins all split up. I suppose the best way to sort of uh, explain it is, well, like this. Um, I suppose if you, if you take it that there are lots of individual Robins. However, if you find them all, you start to build up a whole picture. All the robins together don't make up one robin. When you put them all back together, there you have it, a robin. Yeah. Obviously I don't know how you visualise it, but I suppose that's why I... So if you see a robin, keep, eye out, keep an eye out. I, I shall keep an eye out too. All these bits of robins which got split up hopefully can be put back together again and it can all be sorted but um, it's rather confusing i thought but uh, hopefully if you don't understand it that explains it a bit better all these separate robins make up one robin anyway enough nothing i better make a move here we are viewers uh, nearly up to the old railway yeah i can never remember quite why they I think they closed down this line, there was a big accident, it was just a big tunnel or something. Big tunnel and they had a big accident in the tunnel and it was closed down soon afterwards. Yeah, it's quite an atmospheric place really. Quite spooky really. Um, here it is viewers. Just, just down here. The, the tunnel they blocked up. I'm feeling quite faint all of a sudden. Look, the tunnel. 
Paul, are you sure about this? Yes, I am. I don't need to do this, do I? Well, Paul, I did say as much. I, I don't need to do it. It's not good for my self-respect. Um, uh, I can't believe I let Itty Uncle John drag me out here. Look, whether you like my diary entries or you don't, they shouldn't be used to send people to sleep. That's not what they're there for. I'm sure some of the listeners on the podcast have heard these and maybe have felt a little bit drowsy, but that's all very well. Um, but it's, a, it's a whole different ballgame, you know, actually promoting it on a channel for insomniacs. I, I don't want to do it. I haven't signed anything, and I don't care about biscuits. In fact, recently I find biscuits far too sweet, and I, I don't like them at all. It's not good for my weight anyway. Well, Paul, what should you do? Is he still asleep, that Mac? He does look asleep, yes. Is Uncle John still asleep? Yes, I think so. Well, is that is that the delete button there? That big red button? Well, it does say delete underneath. Right then, I'm going to press that button. I'm going to delete the recordings. Are you sure, Paul? Yes. Yes, I'm going to delete all those recordings. I'm not going to have anything more to do with Radio Dull FM. You know, it makes me wonder, Radio Dull FM, it could easily be a subsection of... Um, you know, uh, Control Incorporated. Well, you know, uh, it had sort of crossed my mind, but, uh, well, uh, but I, I, I thought, no, I, I'm i not even sure. I'm not sure it is, Paul, but I know, I know. You're probably right, but, but, hmm. yeah, I'm going to press that delete button. Uh, wipe all those recordings. I'm going to do it now. There, deleted. Right. Uh, are you ready to go? Oh, yes, Paul. Gosh, you actually did it. I did do it, um, and I'll send an email, and I'll explain. I don't want anything more to do with Radio Dell FM. If they can't even stay awake whilst I'm recording, um, then I have nothing more to do with them. Come on, let's go. Oh, Paul, what about your Uncle John? He can come home when he wakes up. Um, yeah, right. Come on, let's go. I'm coming. Hello, listeners. It's Cuthbert here again. Before we move on to the final section of this episode, we would like to share with you another new composition from Muffly and Tour. This tune is entitled Bitter with Herb, and it's a very upbeat and jolly piece you will be expected to dance around your living room whilst this is playing. Go pull some shapes, why don't you? Goodbye for now. One million kisses, one million and one kisses. Kiss, kiss. Kiss exclamation. Thank you. 
how blimey proof. Well, I'm glad you did that because the whole thing, you know, it kind of stunk as far as I was concerned. I didn't like the way that, uh, you know, uh, you were being made to feel. You know, your diaries are private and personal, and yeah, you know, they may not be they may not be to everybody's taste, but you know, I think they should stay on the podcast because at least the people who listen know are are you know a little bit interested to find out these things or hear these things. It's interesting. I hope it is. I hope it is. Well, anyway, that's it for now for Dull FM. No more. Um, oh, I was going to ring Bettina, wasn't I? Yeah, yeah, go on. Well, here we go. Hello, Bettina Dupre, how can I help? Hi, Bettina, it's me, Paul. Oh, Paul, how are you? Oh, not doing too bad. Had a bit of a day of it. Uh, doing some stuff with my diaries and, well, it's a long story. Oh, yes, I heard about that. You know, you were recording a, a radio, a dual FM? Dull FM. Oh, and what does that mean? It means that my poems and my diary entries were going to be used to help make people fall asleep. Oh, darling, oh, that's that's quite cruel. We were going to get paid in biscuits, but anyway... The, the guy recording me fell asleep. Yeti Uncle John fell asleep. I had second thoughts and I deleted the whole thing and I'm not having any more to do with them. Oh, well, good on you, Paul. Yes. Yeah, stand up. Don't let people walk over you or be mean to you. Yeah, well, uh, I, I should I should never have got to this stage, should I? Um, I just wanted to check on you. How um, how, how are things after the, the storm the other day? Oh, Paul, it's fine. Yes. Well, the thing is, any damage to the exterior gets uh, covered by the people that we allow to, um, you know, uh, have the tourists around. So, uh, yes, uh, uh, and there was no problems inside the house. But uh, thank you for asking, though. Oh, my pleasure. Did uh, August get any painting ideas from the storm? Oh, he did, yes. He'd been painting fallen trees and oh, all sorts of things. Um, he's been in his element. And I've been drinking gin and tonic, mainly. <laughs> uh, well, I think you're going away again soon. Soon, but no, not for a week or two. Anyway, we must all meet up. Yes, that would be good. Um, I've seen Ick recently. Cromarty and I have been babysitting for Uck. Um, that's a bit of a story. We ought to tell you about that. Uh, yeah. Um, nothing major, but... Uh... Oh, yes, I'd be interested. Yes. Um... Bertina, I've lost my paints. Where did I put them? Oh, darling. Uh, Paul, I'm going to have to go. He's lost his paints again. He probably left them by a tree or something out in the garden. Uh, is there anything else? No, no, it's fine. Um, you you, uh, you go and deal with him. Oh, I will, dear. We'll make an arrangement. We'll, we'll see each other soon. Good, yes, absolutely. Send our regards to, uh, uh, to, to August. Uh, Martin's here, by the way. Hello, Bertina. Hello, darling. <laughs> uh, OK, um, we we better go. We've got to wind up the show. The listeners are here as well. Oh, blimey, are they? Oh, uh, hello, listeners. <laughs> All right, then I'll speak to you soon. All right, then. Bye-bye for now. Bye-bye, darlings. Oh, that was nice to hear from her. Yeah, it was. 
anyway, listeners, as I said, uh, it is sort of the end of the episode, so I suppose I ought to say goodbye. Thank you for joining us. I hope we didn't send you to sleep. Uh, right, well, we've got plenty of episodes in the can. We'll speak to you again soon. You take care. Okay, bye-bye for now. Uh, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye, listeners. <laughs> bye-bye. believe what you did uh, it's very very irresponsible you didn't just delete your stuff you deleted loads of stuff well i apologize for that but but if matt couldn't even keep his eyes open whilst i was recording i mean i could have gone on for months and he wouldn't have known giddy uncle john paul does not want anything more to do with radio dal fm it is not good for his um, mental health that's right it's not good for my mental health these diaries are my personal they're my life they shouldn't be there for people to laugh at. Oh, but what about these biscuits? I was so looking forward to them. Look, look, I'll buy you some biscuits if that's all you want. We're just going to read the diaries on the podcast from now. Oh, I don't think Max is going to be happy with you. I can't. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he turns up at some point. Look, I'm sure um, when I explain to him, he, he'll understand. I wouldn't be so sure about that, Paul. I really wouldn't. Well, look, I'll speak to him for you, Paul. You shouldn't have to deal with it. I'll be your spokesman. Thank you, Cromarty. But I suppose I should speak to him directly. When's he going to call? I have no idea. He's probably trying to get some of the files back that you deleted, the ones that that, that were nothing to do with you. Well, if he is, I'm sorry. I apologise for that. But I was cross. Well, I feel I'm partly to blame. I encouraged him, kind of. Well, you didn't really encourage me, Cromarty. You were a bit nervous about me doing it. No, it's all on me. But anyway, it's done now. Oh, I can hear the theme music coming. There's no point me saying anything more. You'll do what you want to do, won't you? You're as stubborn as I am. At least you understand that. Well, well, yeah, like uh, like uncle, like uh, nephew or something. Good day to you. Oh dear, oh dear, comedy, that didn't go very well, but I wasn't expecting it to, I suppose. Oh, don't worry, Paul, don't you worry. It'll all sort itself out. I hope so. I really do. Dear, oh dear. I've got to go now. I don't care. Bye. I want to go with you. Got to go. Bye. Goodbye. 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 This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. Find more shows over at pride48.com. What's going on now? Oh, it's the Shy Life Podcast. Let's go. I have a voice. I have a voice. You have a voice. You have a voice. We have a voice. We have a voice. Unique voices in podcasting. Univospods.net.
Well, listeners, there's been no call from Mac. Maybe there won't be. Maybe he feels he's best off without me. So I'm going to read a couple of last entries of the uh, um, of the diary before the end of the episode. So we're on to Monday the 29th of January 1990. I nearly had to singe another page today. The power went off at about 9 o'clock for about 10 minutes, but it couldn't last. A partnership crafted in grief from the very beginning. What? What am I going on about? Um, sob, I say. The poet in me. <laughs> Little did I know. I wasn't writing poems in 1990. The newspaper delivery went fine. No, so we meet again, Buster. Confrontations with Califace. Uh, school was a drag. I burnt my finger in modular science and got a C stroke D for my exam. Um, these were back in the days when um, you very rarely got an A and a C was a, you know, pretty reasonable mark. Um, Harry finished his history coursework on the bag, on the bog. What? It's probably a load of shit anyway. Um, <laughs> I, well, I don't understand. Um, Mr. Layton seemed pleased. He's much nicer this year compared to how he was when I first met him when we were in the third year. I got on with some letters and stayed in town to post them and do some shopping. Letters sent off today included one to Karen uh, Cares in Australia and Anna in Canada. The Australian one costed 55p to send, the Canadian one 50p. Also wrote David S. Martin Thingy. Oh, there was another Martin. Um... And DG, and DG Page, whoever he is. If I didn't know who DG Page was then, how am I supposed to know who he is now? Did shopping, got wet, came home with Dad, no post, sigh. It was definitely during the time when I, I was kind of really disappointed if I got home and found that I didn't have a letter. Had so many pen pals. Still no tape from Heather. Before tea, I rang Nick. I, pres- I presume that's Nick G. Nick Goodman, our friend. Uh, we'll co- we'll collect videos of him on Wednesday at four. Uh, a Blake Seven tape to keep. Horizon Killer season two. Watch Neighbours did some DT. DT. Uh, it can't be CDT. What is DT? I don't know. Um, continued with my video list and wrote and wrote more of Square One. Andy Rung. He still has my. He still has those videos. Then the power went off. Tuesday 30th of January 1990. I'm watching EastEnders on the video at the moment. Uh, A lot of work done and yet to do. I'm afraid the weather has turned for the worse. No rematch for me and Kelly, so I couldn't say so we meet again. Thank goodness. I think that's over now. School was no cop, I'm afraid. Very afraid today. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to skip the school drag. What about stuff? Oh yeah, well I, I'm going to skip it, and I'm not going to bother talking about it. What? What about starting from when I got home in the rain? Uh, letters. There was one from Stuart. Now Stuart um, was a pen pal I had back in that back in those days, who recently got back in contact with me after like thirty years or something. Uh, I don't know. He saw my name and thought, "Oh, I wonder if that's the same Paul." We had a little chat. Um, he remembered me, and apparently I was his first friend who liked Doctor Who and. Now he's quite big in the world of Doctor Who. There was a parcel which I thought might be from Heather, but was in fact a blank from John H for some videos that he wants. Nick said he could do them. I'm meeting him after school tomorrow to collect some videos and stuff. I did some more Square One, but I'm still on episode 32. Then I added to my video list and phoned Nick and Paul, who said he'd call back but never did. That, that happened before. 
I wrote to Lee and Andrew, who I met shopping yesterday, and I've seen a good folder for Square One, but it's £29. Blimey uh, But it might be worth it. Um, I, at that time, I was buying a lot of folders, like clear folders, where you could slip the pages in. Um, uh, they always look quite nice. Uh, I rung Lee and then had a bath. After that, I did a tape for Heather and then got on with my homework. But Well, that's about it for now. Talk to you soon. And then I put, oh, elephants. What? What's going on there? I think that's about it. That's enough. That's enough for this episode. Listeners, uh, if you're not already asleep, then uh, I'm not going to make those jokes anymore. I'm as bad as Yeti Uncle John. So, yes, um, I will read you some more diary at some point. But, uh, yes, um, I promise to take it seriously. All right. Okay. Bye for now. Uh-oh, phone's ringing. Uh, this might be uh, that Matt guy. I'm going to pretend I'm out. <laughs> okay, bye for now. Bye. Hey, I think this uh, episode has some Sutton Park in it. Oh, yeah. Hello. You said, oh dear, that's a good way to start a chat, isn't it? Oh dear. Just made the noise that suggests he's going to be sick. Verbal alert. Can't do anything about it. Can't do anything about it. He just has to do it. Oh. Oh dear. How is he? Oh, well, he's fine. It's just. Verbaling. Gets a lot of verbals. Oh, bless. How old is he now? 18 in October. That's quite old, even for a cat, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think we, I don't think my parents have had many that have lasted to, to that long. It's your exceptional love, care, and devotion to your feline. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, just give good cuddles these days. Comes and watch, <laughs> comes and watches TV. And it looks like he's watching as well. His eyes are even watch moving, moving around when people are moving oh, around. Bless. <laughs> Has he been enjoying sons and daughters with you? Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, I'm assuming this is on um, some sort of streaming platform where you've got the DVD set or something. Yeah, it's the... not, yeah, it's not being rebroadcast. Well, no, not over here. I think in Australia it, it, it is, which is kind of people are a bit, people are a bit worried that you know. It, it sends mixed messages to start releasing it and then start streaming it because people, you know, because there, there are lots of people who would rather just, lots of fans would rather just own a copy, thank you very much, and then then they've got it rather than having to, because you're so much in the hands wow. of other, you know, if it's on a streaming service, yeah. then it could be off the streaming service in six months' time. And, got you. Yes, uh, it's, it's whether they keep it up or what they show and do they show it in order and all that kind of thing. So, all right. Come on, come sit with us. Is your feeling okay now? Why don't dogs get furballs? Their fur just—they just don't—they just they lick their fur. They don't—they don't clean themselves in quite the same way. Deals. Clean yourself like a dog. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I don't know because they do. I mean, dogs do groom themselves, but not—I guess not like cats do. Deals. I don't know. I don't know. I've got one of my dogs is just sitting by the back door waiting to go out. So I'm down. I'm downstairs. 
kitty kitty dilly. Pepe kitty kitty kitty. <laughs> oh, I love Dilly. Five hundred and twenty-seven. Five hundred and twenty-five. Five hundred and twenty-five. Five hundred and twenty-seven. Five hundred and twenty-seven. Five hundred and twenty-seven. Five hundred and twenty-seven. Five hundred and twenty-se